Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Boy, this was a stunner over the weekend. Bill Malusian over at Fox uh, leaked uh, a news report that the Board of Supervisors in L.A. County had this huge plan to depopulate the L.A. County jails. Yeah, the other word they use is decarcerate. Now, we've been watching this for some time. They've had this idea for a while that they think everybody just needs mental help, mental illness help. They should not be thrown in any kind of jail. And this is going to include possibly felons. It was a directive to the L.A. County Sheriff to figure out who they. Let's keep in mind one important detail here. They have a new sheriff, don't they? They don't have Alex Villanueva, who clearly didn't like this idea. Now they have this sycophant, this Long Beach police chief, who's now the L.A. County sheriff, who's kind of in their back pocket and on board with most of what they say. So I think that's why they waited and they put forth this plan. We will tell you right now, the plan has been withdrawn already. For now. Details came out last night. And then this morning, just before 12, came out the news that they have pulled back the plan. And what I mean they, it's L.A. County Supervisor Hilda Solis, and John's supervisor, the new one, Lindsay Horvath. Oh, Those are the two behind this plan. She's a disaster. Uh, we're going to get Eric Sedol on. He's vice president of the L.A. Association of Deputy District Attorneys to get into the meat of this, like what kind of uh, prisoners would be released. Eric, first of all, I imagine uh, your organization would be wildly against this. 
Right. We heard about this on Saturday. It was kind of a, a surprise motion. No one really notified us. They, uh, very little notice was given to any type of law enforcement agency or any other subject matter. In fact, I think the chiefs uh, for the county actually sent a letter to the Board of Supervisors saying that they were not notified and they were surprised that about this, uh, this motion that Hilda Salise and uh, Horvath put up uh, you know, out of nowhere. And really what they're trying to do is this, right now there's about 15,000 on any given day, there's about 15,000 inmates in the Los Angeles County Jail they're going to get rid of Men's Central Jail. That would reduce their capacity by 5,000. And so they have created no infrastructure to deal with violent criminals. Um, and they're going to lose 5,000 beds. So they've, since they created no infrastructure to deal with this, in other words, they haven't replaced Men's Central Jail. They haven't increased the capacity of other jail facilities. They were simply just going to start releasing violent felons and also making sure that more violent felons were cited and released. And just so your listeners can understand what cite and release is, when you have a traffic violation, like you run a, st- a stop sign, you're cited with a citation and you're released by law enforcement and you're told to come back at a different date. Well, they were going to start doing that same program for people with bailable offenses under $50,000. And to give you an idea of what's under $50,000, $50,000 or under, residential burglary, robbery, possession of child pornography, felons with with firearms, those are the types of offenses that people would have been cited and released under this program. Possession of child pornography, they'd get an automatic release, really? Cite and release, which is basically a catch and release policy. Domestic violence, too, I read. Yeah, so domestic violence is under $50,000. That would have been included. There, there would have been a whole host of, of, of different types of crimes that most people consider violent that would have been eligible uh, under the, the motion that was, uh, was, uh, was supposed to happen on Tuesday. So we learned about this on Saturday. Uh, we started t- contacting the media and talking to the media, and you mentioned Bill Maluchian. He really pushed this issue hard. In fact, I think he got a hundred or a million hits off of his tweet just about this issue. <laughs> and now uh, the board of supervisors is withdrawing the uh, the motion, and you know we're we're thankful for them to do that. Uh, um, did you I'll, I'll did you hear thing. the statement I, that they put out? I, I, I have not seen the statement. but well, Let me just read you what Hilda Solis, she put yeah. out a statement this morning. Since the motion was published, my office has received concerns from a variety of stakeholders. Those who feel the motion's not doing enough and those who feel it's doing too much. <laughs> Trying to make it sound like it was 50-50. She's right. lying. It was mostly people who probably jumped out of their seats in horror. I, when I saw this, well, I guess last night we, we uh, got wind of Malusian's tweet. It's like, what the hell? Now this has gone way, way overboard, way too far. Well, two supervisors yeah. immediately, uh, I have a statement from Janice Hahn, I do not support this, uh, along with Catherine Barger, also said she does not support this. So it's another reason why Solis said, well, I got two down already. That would only leave Holly Mitchell if they actually voted on this for three to two to get this in yeah. action. So I think she decided to just let it uh, sit there for a while.
Uh, Catherine has been a real voice of reason on public safety issues. So, you know, we thank her for her representation in District 5. Um, you know, she has been a, but a a real ally for public safety. They didn't come to your group or to the police chiefs or any other extension of law enforcement to discuss this, what this would do to the city, the county? No, there was there was no notice. And, that, and you know, that's the other problem. If you're going to do something as radical as this, by the way, it's I mean, it's pretty radical. It makes George Gascon look like a conservative law and order prosecutor. If you're going to do something like this. You better have a plan. And you should also talk to the people who are subject matter experts on this issue, get them involved and get their buy in. They did none of that. But I, I don't know what's there to debate if you're letting violent felons, would-be felons, people who have child pornography, who've beaten their wives and girlfriends, people who have, uh, you know, committed uh, burglaries, uh, burglaries, assault with a firearm. If it's not self-evident that that's a disaster, uh, what is it you can say to these people? I mean, I mean, this is nuts. Solis and uh, Horvath are nuts if they don't. This is this is the most this is the strangest agenda I've ever seen in my life. This depopulate the jail agenda. Well, you know what? Let's just let's just be glad for now. It's gone. Um, I, I do have to say, you know, you were talking about uh, Sheriff Luna. I don't know what Sheriff Luna's position on this is, but you know, one of the complaints that the chiefs had was that most law enforcement officials were in Vegas for an annual race, and mm-hmm. so a lot of the people who would be the experts on this, who could talk about this in a competent way. A lot of them were gone out of state, and Sheriff Luna was one of those people that was gone out of state while they tried to get this motion passed. So, you yeah, know, well, I was it, just saying I, they you know, wanted very much to get rid of Sheriff Ianueva, and a lot of people think that they're on board with Sheriff Luna. Well, I don't know that for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's okay with decarceration, depopulation. Let me ask you this, Eric. The, the angle here in all the articles I'm reading is we need more mental health services. We need care, not jails. I mean, what's wrong with that argument? I mean, all the people that we talked about, particularly the ones that you said could be released, all they need is mental illness treatment and we'll all be safe? Well, we, we actually do need more mental health lockdown facilities. The problem is we only have one in the county, okay? Well, should you they- actually, we know, but there is a need for mental health uh, lockdown facilities, there are none. That's the problem. I'm not talking about the people who are committing residential burglary or things like that, but there are people who are violent on the street who do have mental health issues that we should be giving lock, some type of lockdown facility to. The problem I have with this in th- this particular motion is it doesn't deal with real violent criminals. In fact, all it does is release them. It doesn't deal with mental health uh, issues. It just releases releases them. Releasing violent criminals, whether they have a mental issue or not, is not a solution to public safety. It only increases the problem. It makes it worse. At least you have to build these mental health lockdowns first. Yeah, there's a shortage already. Like See, I, said, I think it's just a cover money. story that they just don't want people incarcerated. So they'll use the cover story. Oh, yeah, we'll use yeah. the money we save on jails to That's fund right. mental health like we saw with Prop 47. Right. And that was a sham, too. Right. It's it, the, 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 the actual plan that they have or that some people have is to just to get rid of 
these facilities and not rebuild anything else. Yeah. And that's not a solution. That's really just based on ideology, right? They're, they're not thinking about what's good for the public. They're not even thinking about what's good for the inmates. They're thinking about how do I get rid of any type of lockdown facility, whether it's for mental health or whether it's for violent criminals. And that's, that's all ideological. That's not practical. It's not good. And it's bad for public safety. Eric. All right, Eric. Thank you so much for coming on again on short notice. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Eric Sadal, who is the vice president of the Los Angeles County Association of Deputy DAs. Here was the title of this thing. The actionable steps to depopulate and decarcerate L.A. County jails. It's a proposal by two L.A. County supervisors, Lindsay Horvath and Hilda Solis. It was supposed to be addressed tomorrow at their Tuesday meeting of the Board of Supervisors. We just got word in the last hour or so. It has been withdrawn, but uh, they'll be back. And so will we. John and Ken show KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Well, we uh, began the show with a story that, uh, well, our email was pummeled with uh, in the last 24 hours. And that, of course, is the idea of the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. Well, two of the stooges, Hilda Solis and Lindsay Horvath, to decarcerate and depopulate the L.A. County jails. You know what that means? That means letting out violent felons. Pretty much everybody goes. And they're using this excuse again. Oh, they're overcrowded. You're overcrowded. Well, they made it overcrowded on purpose. I understand that this has been in the works for over a decade now where they refuse to build new prisons. They let the old jails and prisons go to hell and then say, why, this is inhumane. Yes, they made it inhumane by design so that after a few years they could say, wow, this is just terrible. We can't have people living like this in our jails. We'll have to let them go. Remember, they did this statewide with AB 109. Assembly Bill 109 was about... Building more prisons. It got gutted, and instead, it was this prisoner dumping bill that we've talked about for the last 13 years or something like that. They have this extreme, radical, and I tell you, this is like a religious cult now. It really is. This idea that nobody should be incarcerated. Nobody should be in a jail or prison. And now you're taking people who are supposed to be in jail and a bail of $50,000 or lower. Now, you got to do something serious to get $50,000 worth of bail put on you. Well, it's violent offenses such as residential burglary, robbery, assault with a firearm, domestic violence, illegal possession of a firearm, possession of child pornography. Think about that. A guy is found with child porn to the point where there's $50,000 of bail on him. And Lindsay Horvath and Hilda Solis and... I tell you, I heard preaching for so long about how we need more women in politics. Women have a better sensibility. Women have a better understanding of women and children issues. That was all a load of crap, wasn't it? Because the women we have now running the L.A. County Supervisor Board, and there's five of them. The women we have want child pornographers to be released. People with child porn possessions. They want guys who've beaten up their wives and girlfriends to be released. Well, remember, two of them said no. Janice Hahn's statement, uh, which I have right in front of me, is that we need to have more input from our partners, including law enforcement, deputy DAs, and the courts. But I bet you they have. She didn't like the fact that this just slid right in there over the weekend and nobody really weighed in on it. I bet you they have a majority, though, because Holly Mitchell is as far left wing as you're going to find. 
So it's her, Lindsay Horvath, and Hilda Solis. And if these other two, uh, Janice Hahn and uh, uh, Catherine Barger, Catherine Barger, Barger, if they really mean what they say and they're against this, then they better be raising holy bloody hell every day of the year in public, in the media, and 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 start a counter movement against this. This is stuff to take to the streets over. It really is. This is colossally dangerous. Dumping out. And I am so sick of all their nonsense. They start talking about systemic racism and 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 the stakeholders and mental illness. And it's all illness. about my mental illness. These are no, just people not. that need some treatment and then we'll be fine. It's all about their mental illness. The, no, the, I think when you're talking about these robbers, oh. these are people particularly now who see an opportunity to steal and they take it. Uh, and as we lessen the penalties, lessen the bail amounts, and lessen the jail time, they'll just do more of it. That's the message you send back. Two years ago, they created the Jail Closure Implementation Team. The mandate is to safely close and demolish the men's central jail without building a replacement. But, I mean, this is all you need to know. They want to destroy, and they are destroying, the jail system. And but. Lindsay Horvath and Hilda Solis are public enemies number one. They're and both... 1A. No, they're both number one. They're tied for first. They well, are one and one A is basically the same thing. They're 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 absolutely a menace. They're a danger to normal civilized living. Why they're in office is beyond me. I I can't. Um, it's really a majority of people in L.A. County want everybody dumped out of the jails. Really, is that true? I've never run into those people. I don't know those people. I don't know one person who says, "Oh, you got a guy on child porn? Yeah, let him out. No bail." No problem. Yeah, he's who safe says for that? society, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, a guy who just beat his wife to a pulp? Yeah, let him out. Show me the woman in L.A. County who agrees with that. I don't think one exists. No, and it's not just no bail. They want to reduce all the sentences down to almost nothing for almost every crime. They probably would hold only an exception for murder and maybe sex assault. That's about all they would uh, hold the line the way, at. Explain to me, and nobody ever will. I'll probably have to ask this every day for the rest of my life. Why... Do all these gun control people want to let out prisoners who've committed assault with a firearm or illegal possession of a firearm? You know yeah, what that's that means? the conflict they have. I guess it's more important to them to empty the jails than it is to disarm people. I guess it is. I, 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 it's all I can think of. They had to set a priority and they decided it's more important to make sure nobody goes to prison than it is to charge somebody extra for having a gun, even uh, though we hate well, guns. Well, their thinking is ridiculous. It is a cult. It is a religious cult. It's every religion has all kinds of weird beliefs, but we they're benign, right? Not hurting anybody. We're not supposed to judge or criticize. But if you actually said some of the beliefs of the major religions out loud, you go, wow, that's pretty nuts, isn't it? Well, this is a religion that has real practical consequences. All right, we'll Life have more and death on, consequences. We'll have more on this later. I thought I was seeing a ghost. The story that appears in the New York Post with this headline, L.A. County quietly introduces decarceration effort, comes with a photograph of some inmates sitting there at desks listening to someone speak. You know who it is? It's Baca, former L.A. County Sheriff Lee Baca. There's some old photo they, they put up there to show the, the county I, jail and the I, sheriff. I guess that's the last time they had a photo of that. And I just county. looked him up, by the way. He's supposed to be getting out of prison. If he hasn't already, he will soon because his three years is up. Yeah, They he, finally put him away in 2020. He had bad Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah, I don't know what so, his condition is now. Gonna... All right, when we come back, 
Last week, we told you that we may have really, really dodged a bullet in terms of who could be our future governor. This was a San Diego County supervisor by the name of Nathan Fletcher. A lot of you probably never heard of him, but he had his sights set on running to replace Newsom in the future. Well, he's in a bit of trouble. Uh, We have a lot of detail coming from Carl DeMaio from Reform California next. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640 Live, everywhere the iHeartRadio. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wap. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on from 1 to 4 on the radio. After 4 o'clock, it's the uh, John and Ken On Demand podcast that you could hear on the iHeart app. And anything you missed, you already missed something. We had Eric Sadal, the head of the Assistant District Attorney's uh, Organization, uh, responding to this wacky idea from the L.A. County Board of Supervisors to depopulate 
the county jails. Yeah, get rid of all the all the all the people who are waiting trial in the jails who've been accused in a lot of cases of felonies. Yeah, well, the uh, idea has been withdrawn for now. It didn't take long for the blowback to begin. Hilda Solis, the chair of the Board of Supervisors, has withdrawn the measure. It will not be discussed tomorrow, but we know it will not go away. They've been after this oh, it could for be, a long, long time. It could be back on Wednesday. Well, we're going to update you now on a story we talked about last week a bit. There is a politician in San Diego County. He is a supervisor by the name of Nathan Fletcher, although he's resigning from the board. Uh, he is just awful. You talk about the woke left and some of the stuff he supports. He's got a wife, too, who used to be in the state assembly, Lorena Gonzalez. She now heads up the California Labor Federation. So she took a hack job as a labor leader and left the legislature. She was the author of AB5. That's the bill that uh, was going to put a big hole in the lives of people that uh, act as their own employer, right? The freelancers and stuff. So this is the power couple that thought that they were ascending. Fletcher yeah. has his eyes on becoming governor someday, but he um, he, was but he, a, he was running around in Lorena. He took a uh, well, he he was running for state senate, and then he said, eh, "I'm not going to do that because I got to enter rehab. I have PTSD. I was in the military." But then it kind of no. blew up when we got a lawsuit. <laughs> right? That's what uh, it's about. He's a can't... lawsuit was filed in San Diego County Court by a woman by the name of Gracia Figueroa, and uh, it's against uh, Fletcher. But uh, Gonzalez is involved, too. So let's get more from Carl DeMaio, Reform California, and also Kogo Radio. He knows a lot about this story and can update us. And they both must go, right, Carl? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and look, Nathan Fletcher, you nailed it. Uh, he, he wants to be governor, and he's now uh, married, at least for the moment, to the state's uh, most prominent uh, labor leader, Lorena Gonzalez. She's the head of the California Labor Federation. She spent about a decade in the California State Assembly. And as you mentioned, she's passed the worst legislation you can imagine, including AB5, which bans independent contractors in, in California. Uh, Nathan Fletcher and Lorena Gonzalez um, are just the worst of politics. Uh, they are ambitious. They're nasty. They're wrong on the issues. Just a very toxic combination. And so a lot of people felt that they were this uh, up-and-coming power couple, and you had to be careful and watch out for them. Uh, and they definitely uh, exerted a lot of uh, influence uh, across the state. Well, guess what? Uh, we now found out that not only was Nathan Fletcher uh, cheating on Lorena, um, and, and apparently, according to this lawsuit from Ms. Figueroa, um, sexually harassing her as well as allegedly sexually assaulting her on two occasions. Uh, but now we're finding out that when Ms. Figueroa was terminated from her government job in the, the agency that Nathan Fletcher oversees, the Metropolitan Transit District, she reached out through an attorney to Nathan Fletcher and Lorena Gonzalez and said, hey, I was sexually harassed. You know it. I know it. You need to pay me money uh, and make me whole. How are you going to fix it? How are you going to make me whole? Um, according to the lawsuit that was filed, paragraph 59, there is a real bombshell, and it states that Lorena Gonzalez and Nathan Fletcher made, quote, threats of, in of bullying, intimidation, and defamatory legal action against Ms. Graciola, um, or Ms. Figueroa. Uh, it says, quote, uh, they, they it indicated they intended to sue Ms. Figueroa for extortion if Ms. Figueroa filed a civil suit publicly to vindicate her rights 
In addition, they stated they would make Miss Figueroa, quote, look terrible, and it is going to follow her for the rest of, of her life. Now, um, you might say, well, what's wrong with that? It's, it's, it's two sides uh, disagreeing about facts. Here's the, 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 the problem for, for Lorena Gonzalez and Nathan Fletcher. They are admitting that the affair occurred. They are admitting and acknowledging that uh, Ms. Figaro was terminated. So the matter is not a manufactured extortion uh, by someone saying, hey, pay me off or I'm going to make something up about you. This is her constitutionally protected, state law protected right to uh, basically sue uh, Mr. Fletcher and, and Lorena Gonzalez. What she did, though, what Lorena Gonzalez did by threatening this woman is not only um, uh, reflective of the fact that she has no credibility on labor law because this is a, a protected person under California labor law. She was retaliated against. But this also could be construed as violating criminal law by virtue of threatening uh, to destroy her reputation and, in, in essence, reverse extortion. Um, either you drop your, your, your claim against us or we will destroy your reputation. You know who went to jail for this? Michael Avenatti. He was convicted – uh, of threatening to destroy the reputation of Nike by filing a lawsuit, and that that, that is why uh, Nike should give him money or or um, uh, settle with him. So this is a big, big deal. Not only is it showing that she has no credibility on labor issues because she's violating the very labor laws that she says she supports, but now uh, she's probably going to have some real problems legally uh, with this lawsuit given the fact that there's a good there's a good claim that Ms. Figueroa can now make that she was being extorted to drop her lawsuit. Um, and it could very well lead to criminal charges or at least civil uh, damages. Now, let me ask you about Nathan Gonzalez. Fletcher. He's been this uh, big deal in San Diego politics for a long time, and he was uh, angling to become uh, the next uh, second coming of Gavin Newsom. And he started out yeah. as a Republican and ended up as a, a way too woke Democrat. Uh, what what is this guy about? And had you heard any stories about him running around with women? Because it, it, oh, it seems like he oh, was goodness. up to a Absolutely. lot of no good. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, remember, he ran against me for San Diego mayor in 2012. You know, prior to getting into radio and, and doing Reform California, I was in politics. And Nathan Fletcher ran against me for mayor. The Republican Party, um, the, 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 the bigwigs like uh, Governor Pete Wilson and a lot of the big donors – Initially, we're, we're very ex excited about him because he seemed to have it all. He had the Marine background, the family man. He, he was married to Mindy Fletcher, who was George W. Bush's communications director. So he was Republican through and through. And I said, no, I think the guy's a fraud. And we had heard that he was philandering on Mindy Fletcher uh, for years with even staff members is what we have heard. In fact, I I do know of one staff member who just simply did not want to come forward, and this was in 2008, um, who he um, uh, had a relationship with, inappropriate relationship. So when um, 2012 rolls around, he leaves the Republican Party. He then joins the Democrats. He runs for mayor again. He loses. And then we find out that he was having an affair with Lorena Gonzalez the whole time, so he divorces his Republican wife because she's no longer politically useful to him. And she he marries Lorena Gonzalez. This guy, you can't you cannot overstate what a scum of the earth this guy is. There is no integrity. There's no faithfulness. When his lips are moving, he is lying. And yet the media down here in San Diego, oh, he is such the toast of the town. 
to the liberal media outlets in San Diego. They've never wanted to call him out on it. Now it's biting them in the rear end. Now, he's resigning from the Board of Supervisors, but what's the word on her about her and her position at the California Labor Federation? Is anybody looking into this? Well, uh, so a couple of things. He says he's going to resign, but not until May 15th because he wants to get more money. Uh, about, it means that he'll get about 30 grand extra in salary and benefits. And on top of that, he um, uh, still has a security detail, which no one in the history of San Diego uh, County Supervisors had a security detail. He pays $100,000 of taxpayer money for a security detail every month. Um, it's $2 million since the whole program began in secret. Uh, so we don't know about the security detail and everything. Uh, so he may or may not resign on. Let me, on let me, let me ask you this, because there's a story about it. So so the county is paying for private security for Fletcher for yes. for two yes. million and, and dollars. No one knew over, about it. Two million dollars. Nobody knew about it. Yep. He, he basically uh, went behind closed doors and told the CAO of the county, the, the, the chief administrative officer, that my life is under uh, threat and you're going to have to do security for me. The, the, the sheriff said they didn't want to have anything to do with it because the sheriff is an independently elected position. And the sheriff said, I will not put law enforcement on something that basically is a chauffeur operation for this politician. So they hired private security. And get, the, get this, Lorena Gonzalez um, is the labor boss for California. And Nathan Fletcher's private security company did allegedly in a lawsuit that was filed uh, last week – didn't pay overtime to the police officers uh, or the security guards. So, and Lorena strung these guys along saying, eh, uh, you know, we'll get to you, we'll get to you. And so this guy who was damaged filed a lawsuit. I mean, you can't make this crap up. We got to have a labor Carl, union boss who, who, who basically is breaking every labor law. Carl, we got to go. I have a feeling we could yeah. go on for quite some time, but I think Nathan Fletcher is going to oh, be yeah. staying in the news for quite some time. So we'll talk to you again. Absolutely, guys. Take care. All right. All right. Call DeMaio from Reform California. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640 Live, everywhere the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. John Kapal, the president of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, will be joining us next hour. He's in town and wanted an opportunity to sit and uh, bring us up to date on the horrific tax situation in the state of California and, of course, we're rolling with a deficit. So what could that mean in Sacramento to raise your taxes on something? All of this comes up in the 2 o'clock hour. Trump has arrived in New York City, the circus tomorrow with his arraignment in a Manhattan courtroom will, of course, be intense, ridiculous, over-the-top media coverage. What matters more to you, whether or not Trump's indicted or they're letting all the prisoners go in L.A. County so they can come and stab you? I mean, really? I wish people would have more perspective. Yeah, really, pay attention to our lead story today, that the Board of Supervisors wants to release most of the prisoners in the L.A. County jails. Yeah, this includes the violent ones. They don't consider them violent, but you do. If anybody with $50,000 of bail on them or less, including people who've, uh, who've uh, got a child porn collection, people who beat up their wives and girlfriends, uh, people who have uh, illegal guns, who've assaulted with a gun, among other violent crimes. All right, so that withdrawn, that uh, uh, idea has been withdrawn for now from the L.A. County Board of Supervisors meeting tomorrow, but no. you can bet it, 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 you can't make it go away. Not no, this, crowd. this is a 10-year plan that they've already had. Uh, this update, uh, look who's still alive and making a comeback. 
Kevin DeLeon, the recall effort has officially failed. That's it. It's dead. This is the third time this lady's tried this. We tried to get her on the air. I think she's kind of weird. Nobody else really wanted to try out a recall Did we? We had one uh, DeLeon recall character on, remember? Yeah, he's part of the campaign. I asked, I just asked to ask Ray the other day to reach out to try to get him back on, but there was really no response. Got a dial tone? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Pauline Atkins is her name, a woman that lives in Eagle Rock. She's tried three attempts to put a recall against DeLeon on the ballot. One since the scandal. Uh, They had to collect 21,006 valid signatures. I don't know how close they came. They would have had to turn in more than 25,000 more. I can tell you this. When the last time he ran, and he only had to run in a primary because he ended up with 53% of the vote, so he was not in the November election that year. It was 2020. He got 25,000 votes. About 47,000 people voted in that district for L.A. City Council. So I, that may have been a tall task to try to get. Well, let me, look, the, 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 not all districts are created equal. I mean, this is something you won't hear discussed anywhere, but here's the honest truth. There aren't that many in that district interested in politics. They're not interested in voting. Many of them can't vote because they're there illegally. Many of them don't speak the language. And they have a history of corrupt politicians in that district. Like they, this was, this was Jose Weizar's old seat, and he's headed to federal prison. Right. So whoever is voting generally votes for bad guys in recent years. They don't vote for good people. And I don't think that DeLeon's district is all that upset with him. Uh, no. I, I, otherwise, something would have happened by now. They I don't... cite a poll here. The registered voters in his district, 58% supported recalling him. But that didn't pan out in the uh, you know, signature gathering. That's one of those PC questions. You're going to say that to the pollsters like, yes, I'm very upset by the racism that was. uh, Do they really disagree with it? Are they really going to vote against him? Are they really going to vote to to recall him? You can judge people by their actions, not what they say to a pollster when they want to when they want to look politically correct. So a year from now will be the next primary for that seat. March of 2024. They don't think there'll be another recall effort before Uh then because that's going to come fast. And then, of course, his term doesn't expire until December of next year. You know, you know, it's fascinating, though, uh, this Julia Wick wrote a piece in the L.A. Times about it and said less than six months ago, it seemed highly unlikely that the embattled politician would finish his term. There were deafening calls for his resignation <laughs> from you, mostly. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. Yes, I was going to this exactly what I was going to say. The deafening calls were from uh, people who who uh, write for the L.A. Times. It was all those uh, editorial board and the activists who were there right. at the city council meetings. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, if 50 activists uh, who are out of work, they're unemployed, and they get paid to go scream at a meeting, and then you had the nullos on the L.A. Times editorial board. Outside of that, there was nobody calling for his, uh, for his re- resignation. They create their own noise, and they say, well, uh, we thought he was a dead man with all the noise going on. It was your noise. It wasn't the noise of normal people. Normal people don't care. They don't even follow these stories. When we return, our guest will be John Kupal, the president of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark Live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 